Welcome to Six's Outplay's Descent into Avernus. Follow Corden Marbleguard, a dwarf paladin, Kabul Olden, an Aragnasi monk, and Hannah Arawana, a wood elf bard, as they travel ever closer to the gates of the Nine Hells. Be sure to follow Six's Out Entertainment on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Six's Out Crits. Last time on Descent into Avernus, our heroes ventured into the Wood of Sharp Teeth in search of two lost paladins of Torm at the request of Selenway, a priest of the Order of the Golden Lion working out of the city of Candlekeep. After entering the forest, the party came upon an unlikely enemy. An orc, a dwarf, and several animals from the surrounding wilderness all attacked our heroes in a coordinated, dispassionate manner. In this region of the Sword Coast, it is common knowledge that the dwarvish Goldtooth clan and the Gruk orcs are sworn enemies, and yet, in this attempted ambush, they chose to fight as allies. Our heroes repelled the attack and questioned the final surviving orc. His response was not forthcoming and claimed that the lost paladins and all who reside in the region would belong to him. The party immediately suspected that this surviving orc was acting as a mouthpiece for a more powerful being. They slayed the orc and continued their search for the lost paladins of Torm. As they moved deeper into the wood, they discovered an abandoned building in a clearing sitting just outside of an ancient graveyard. There, they discovered more orcs digging the bodies out of the ground and burning them. We continue as our heroes face this mysterious enemy in the ancient graveyard. Okay, uh, these two orcs here, two of the orcs uh, rush forward to you, Hannah, and actually uh, uh, they're going to go ahead and uh, attempt to grapple you. Um, because there's two of them, I'll, I'll make one check uh, with advantage. Um, and this is going to be a strength contest. Uh, because you're outnumbered here, um, you'll go ahead and make a strength check, Hannah. They're going to make their check with advantage. Okay. Um, strength check, not strength saving throw, so... Alright. Oof. Okay. Yeah, uh, you are uh, absolutely grappled. They used all their movement to get to you, so they get a hold of you, each one holding each of your arms now, and uh, they, they have you, uh, for the moment, restrained. Uh, that's all they're going to do. This orc here will attempt to uh, actually grapple Corden, uh, and that will be a straight uh, strength contest between you, Corden, and the single orc that, that is engaging with you. Okay... Yeah, Gordon, you easily shrug off the feeble attempt of this uh, scrawny-looking orc to, to grapple you. You just sort of bash him over the shield, and he's pushed back, slightly staggering backwards. Um, uh, that's going to be it for the orcs. Kabul, you're up next. What do you want to do? I'm going to use try and get my uh, move up on this. They're not. They're just trying to restrain, so I'm going to move up and use my dexterity to try and grapple that orc that's grappling with Gordon. Uh, okay, this will be a... We'll do a dexterity contest, and you want to try and, and move quickly against him. I get it. So go ahead and make a dexterity check. Yeah, awesome, Cobble. So you get a hold of this orc, you get a hold of his arm, and, and you use a wrist lock on him, and you and you get him. He's grappled, he's restrained for the moment, uh, unable to, to attack Cobble. Or, I'm sorry, unable to attack Gordon. Uh, is there anything else you want to do, Cobble? That was my main action. I'll, uh, I'll just hold him there for now. Alright, Hannah, you are, are currently restrained by two orcs. Um, what would you like to do? You can try and escape if you'd like. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to try and escape. What's okay, the... you're going to make a strength saving throw. Uh, your cho uh, Yeah, it would be strength. Make a strength saving throw. Yeah, unfortunately that's not enough. Uh, you are still restrained by these two orcs uh, holding you in each arm. Alright, I guess that'll be it. Alright, Corden, you're up next. What do you want to do? Okay, well, uh, I see that they're just apparently attempting to restrain us and not murder us, so... Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and try and pull uh, one of the guys off of Hannah. Because uh, I'm not being restrained anymore, yeah. So I'm gonna move, what, five feet? Yeah, I'm gonna come down here. Alright, as you move away, unfortunately, that orc is not yes. able to get an attack against you because Cobble has him held. He does try and swing at you, Corden, but Cobble's got the wrist lock on him, and uh, he's uh, not able to right. attack. Uh, go ahead and um, 
Uh, this will be another strength contest as everyone's now trying to restrain each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wrestling this, in the uh, forest here. Alrighty. Uh, actually, that's actually that's that's not not bad, Gordon. Uh, he rolled a natural one, so you're you're able to pull this orc off of Hannah, and, and now you sort of have him by the back of his his uh, his hide armor, sort of grabbing him by the back of his neck, the scuff of his of his uh, tunic, if you will. And uh, you, you have <laughs> everyone has somebody restrained now, um, except for oh I forgot MK12 he's not in the initiative order. Oops, I'll put him last. Uh, doesn't matter. Um, MK12 just sort of watches now, uh, taking in the information and uh, sort of uh, uh, taking notes, if you will. Corden, is there anything else you want to do? No, I think that's it for now. All right, up next it's the orc's turn. Uh, the orc. Uh, uh, restraining you, Hannah, uh, begins to drag you away as he's moving. His movement speed is halved because you're resisting and making it difficult, but he does drag you 15 feet away from the group. Uh, uh, and, and it sort of looks in the direction off where uh, uh, they were digging and lighting fires and, and dragging you off in that direction. Okay, it's not good. Um, the, let's see, the other two... Oh, the other two orcs are, are going to attempt to break out We'll do another contest. Uh, Kabul, since you're using dexterity, we'll do a dexterity contest. This orc is going to try and slip out real quick. Mm-mm. All right, that orc rolled a 19. He's going to oh, get out. That's his main action. Uh, for his bonus action, he can't really do anything. He's just going to get ready to attack you, Kabul. The second orc, held by Corden, will attempt to escape. Corden, go ahead and make a strength check. Yep, and this one's not able to get out. Corden's uh, pretty burly and strong, and uh, keeps keeps this orc under restraint. Um, let's see here. That's going to be it for the orcs. MK12 now uh, uh, begins to enter the fray here. Uh, he looks over at the orc being held by Kabul, and and and, and sort of looks at him and says, uh, "You've been found guilty of." Violent conflict against Justicars of the city of Candlekeep. I sentence you to death. And uh, uh, MK12 strikes out with his warhammer against the orc here. And that's gonna hit. Uh, he goes ahead and strikes with his warhammer, doing seven points of damage against that orc, hitting him in the chest. Cobble uh, 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 sort of holding on to him while he gets hit by MK12. All right, up next, Kabul, what do you want to do? Time to slip away, and these guys are, for the most part, pretty unresponsive. They seem, the way he's just moving Hannah seems kind of odd. Usually, dorks, I don't know, it's odd. I'm just going to punch this guy and see what, what happens. Okay, so three quick attacks. Uh, let's see. One of those attacks hits. Uh, go ahead and roll for damage for one of them. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna spend one key point in on the twelve and add that to so it's a fourteen. Yeah, that's gonna hit. Go ahead and roll for damage for two of those attacks. Yeah, with two quick hits, uh, uh, two two quick kicks this time uh, with a roundhouse, you, you knock this orc out and he falls to the ground, uh, bleeding from his head. Dead. Uh, and since he's out of the way, I'm gonna actually move up over here. So I have movement, and I will try to at least be next to this guy as he moves Anna. Okay. Is there anything else you want to do, Cobbler? No, it's it. Okay, Hannah, go ahead and um, if you want to try and escape, go ahead and make a strength check. Alright, that's what I'm going to do. Alright, unfortunately, you're still not able to break free of the, uh, the orc's grasp. And uh, he, ignoring Kabul, continues to try and drag you another 15 feet. I get, did he, so do I get a opportunity attack since I was within his range? Yes, you will. You will. Go ahead and make an attack against this guy. Uh, Opportunity attack. It's too slippery. Yeah, totally missed. uh, Swung right over his head as he ducks under and continues to drag Hannah off. Actually, it's, uh, you know what? They don't get to move yet. I'm sorry. Uh, Hannah, you're still grappled for this round, but it was actually Corden's turn. They haven't moved yet. So, Corden, go ahead and uh, do what you want to do. Uh, all right. Uh, what uh, does it cost any action to 
stop grappling with the, uh, with the orc No, it, it, it would, I, uh, I would rule that it would not require an action. You can just let go and okay. move away if you want. Yeah, yeah, I can just drop him. I'm concerned about, uh, finding whatever, uh, that work that's holding Hannah wants to do. Let's see. Does he get an opportunity to attack against Yeah, he will. If you move away, yes. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. I'm gonna go ahead and do it. So, Alright, let's, uh, uh, the, the orc, uh, being dropped by you, picks up one of the shovels that had been discarded earlier and, uh, swings at you with the improvised weapon. That's gonna be a 12 to hit. I think that misses you, Gordon. Uh, or at least the, 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 uh, the shovel sort of just uh, clatters against your armor uselessly, and you uh, uh, get away from the orc. Uh, so you move uh, within range of Hannah, who's grappled by this orc. What do you want to do? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I guess I'll go ahead and attack the orc then that is holding Hannah. All right, go ahead and make an attack roll. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Both attacks miss. Is this uh, uh, this orc is? It's crazy. He's moving like like a wild animal, man. He's 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 moving around, dodging your guys' attacks, still keeping hold of Hannah the whole time. Um, is there anything else you want to do on your turn, Corden? Yeah, I want to go ahead and knock him down if possible with my shield. All right. Uh, this again will be another strength contest right. as you try and use your strength and your shield to bash this guy to the ground. All right, that's a little better. Yeah, and that'll do it. Uh, the orc actually lets go of Hannah as he's knocked prone, falling flat on his back in the dirt. Hannah, you are no longer restrained, and the orc is now lying prone. Okay. Well, that's all I can do. All right, the orc stands now using half its movement and looks at all of you and says, Your efforts are futile. There is nothing you can do now. It's too late. I... I will control everything in this region. And the the orc uh, uh, turns and begins to flee. All three of you get a uh, uh, opportunity attack against it as it leaves your attack range. Dang. I don't think that All orc's right, going everyone, everyone hits. Uh, looks like Alex. Uh, we just need... Okay, that'll do it. Uh, so it looks like a combined 22 points of damage as you all... <laughs> attempt to hit this orc who is fleeing in the direction from where they were digging uh, uh, and he goes down dead. Um, the final orc sort of tries to cut around this tree. He's going to have to uh, get past MK12 who will make an attack of opportunity against him. MK12 misses, uh, but he does get about this far here. Uh, that's going to be the orc's turn. Uh, MK12 will now move in to try and finish the job. K-12 misses again. Uh, let's see, up at the top, Cobble, what do you want to do? Um, I guess we'll finish these orcs. The way he spoke to us seemed like, it didn't feel like it was the orc who was in control, um, but I don't think I, there's any way I can sense any type of magic, but uh, I will just, I guess, put down this orc, so this, uh, I'll move up some five feet and hit the orc over here. Go ahead and make your attack roll. All right, all three of those attacks missed. Um, <laughs> I'll just sit right, sit right here then. And, and the orc, for the first time, sort of gives a, a light chuckle and looks at you, Cobble, and says, "Yes, punch me like you punched the horse." <laughs> uh, Hannah, you're up next. What do you want to do? Wait, the, the is this the different work? What work is this? Next, uh, twelve, uh, K twelve. This guy right here. Uh, I guess I thought we killed him all. All right, all right, I'm gonna move over to an attack again. All right, both attacks hit. Go to roll for damage for your scimitar and your rapier. Uh, seven points of damage as you cut into this thing. Uh, uh, that's gonna be. Yeah, he's looking pretty hurt. Uh, Corden, you're up next. What do you want to do? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna move uh, over here then. Join everybody else, apparently. 
Or actually, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it with my shield. Let's do that first. Strength check. Hmm. Unfortunately, this orc does not go down as you try and bash it with your shield. Cornered against this embankment here, uh, surrounded on all sides, uh, the orc does not look worried, but in fact uh, regards all of you again um, as if it knows you, and uh, 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 sort of uh, uh, locks eyes with Hannah. Um, as oh, I'm sorry, uh, Corey. Go ahead and do your. You're going to do an intimidation. You said. Yeah, let's um, let's try and try and get whatever's control. You know, do like a supervillain monologue or something. Tell us what he's all about. Yeah, go ahead and make an intimidation check. Fifteen. All right, there we uh, go. What, what do you say to him specifically to the orc? Um, tell him that it doesn't matter if if he if, even if he rules the world if nobody knows who he is and. Tell him that if he doesn't tell us who he really is, that we're gonna we're gonna hunt him down and destroy him. Uh, the the orc uh, looks looks at you, Corden, and says, um, "Me, I am all. I am all. You are so wrapped up in your feeble individual identity. You will soon become one with us." Hmm. All right. I think that's an action, and I took my business, uh, but I think that's my turn then. Alright, the orc is going to uh, disengage as a main action, and is going to attempt to climb up this embankment here. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that'll be a bonus action. Terrible, pathetic. Uh, uh, it gets halfway up this embankment to try and get up, and then just slides back down. Back down right, right to where he was, trapped, surrounded by all of you. Um, and that's all he can do. MK12 uh, uh, sort of moves in and uh, attacks to try and finish him off. And does so. The Warhammer strikes the orc, and the orc falls over dead as MK12 uh, uh, finishes him off. Uh, MK12 stands up, uh, puts his Warhammer away, and, and turns to all of you and says, uh, uh, Threat nullified, sir. Um, so, uh, with the orcs now taken care of, uh, to the north over this way is, is the area where you initially saw those orcs with their torches and the shovels digging. It looks like they're preparing to burn something in a hole, uh, uh, and then over this way is that ruined building that you initially came upon when entering this area. Um, uh, and of course you have, uh, five orcs sort of lying dead all around you. I guess we can go now. Go inspect the the building that was kind of dismantled or in ruin. Just inspect the ruins around here. But you guys are actually in a a fenced off area with uh, a stone sort of planted in the ground, rank and file. And in front of each stone, it looks like a deep hole has been dug, and then a fire has been uh, sort of lit in those holes. Uh, uh, moving back, you could move back through this region uh, to get back to the ruined building, uh, or that's going to be southward, or you can move northward towards where the orcs were uh, uh, continuing. It looks like some sort of process of digging holes and burning uh, uh, at, 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 the, at the foot of each of these stones. Uh, so uh, what, what do you guys want to do specifically? Should probably go look at the stones, see if we can see what they were, why they were digging holes and burning stuff, like what they were burning. Sure, make an investigation check, Hannah. Alright, as you peer into these deep holes that have been dug, they look to be about six feet deep, and, and the sides are all charred, and it looks like there's ashes and charcoal from wood maybe being thrown in there, or something uses fuel to, to burn, and then mixed in with all of that, you can see uh, charred bones, it looks like, um, uh, uh, in that hole. Charred bones? Do they look like the bones of... Um... Perhaps Yeah, that would be a separate. Let's do a medic medicine check uh, to see if you can figure out what what these bones come from. Yeah, they, they look pretty burned. It's hard to say uh, specifically um, if these bones are humanoid, if they're of an animal, or, or, or when and where they came from. You're not sure. But I will say with that role, with the 13 okay. investigation, uh, you are able to determine that each hole that's been dug 
all looks very similar. As you look at all the holes, each hole that's been dug, burned out, uh, fuel used to start a fire, uh, charred bones in there. It looks like there's a similarity between all the holes within this area. How many are there? How big are the holes? The holes are approximately three feet wide, six feet deep, and uh, uh, six feet long. Um, and there are several dozen. Well, would a Goliath be able to fit in a hole that size? I think so. They're not. They're not giant size. They're just a little bit larger than like a, or, uh, than an orc. They're uh, like I think they're like six feet, maybe seven feet tall. They're big. They're big people. Apparently, they averaged between seven and eight feet. Well, I suppose if outside of inspecting these these uh, little. I guess maybe shrines or whatever they're doing. They're not like burning crucifixes, right? They're just like pits with like fire in it, right? Yeah, I, you don't you don't see any sort of um, religious symbolism at all. They're just uh, holes of but, fire. But they look like holes that have been burned in. All the holes are neatly rank and file, generally about the same size. Uh, all burned out within, and then there are remains, burned remains in there, in each one. Uh, in this whole fenced off area outside just just adjacent to the ruined building where you guys are let's let's go to the ruined building and see if we can find any kind of maybe some sort of evidence of, of people being here as you enter the ruined building you find yourselves in a small passageway about 10 feet long and, and 10 feet wide uh, uh, the three walls on your left, right, and in front of you each have a door. From the door on your left, you can hear a faint shuffling and scratching sound. Um, so right now you guys have a door here, a door here, and a door here. From this door to your left, you hear a faint scratching sound. Hmm, okay. What do you think, uh, what do you guys think that sound is? Be a rat. Could be maybe uh, hostages. I don't know. They're here to go rescue people, so uh, we could kick it in. Yeah. All right. So who's who's opening the door? Uh, so you're, I take it you guys want to open the door to the left. Who wants to do that? Uh, I can do it. I'm standing right there already, anyway. Okay, Corden. As you approach the door, it is unlocked. Uh, and again, this this building is is it looks fairly old. Um, uh, the wooden door even is is sort of rotted out, and um, this is kind of a so it's kind of mildewy. This is kind of a foresty, wet. It's not very dry. A lot of mildewy mold, moss. It's very musty smelling in here. And as uh, you push this this solid uh, um, door open, it swings open, and uh, you enter a small office with ancient, tattered scraps of parchment strewn across a small desk, and all over the floor. Across from the entryway is a small fireplace. On the floor in front of the fireplace is uh, the burnt skeleton of a humanoid creature. The bones of his hands are missing. Uh, uh, to the left and right side of the burnt skeleton are two, uh, it looks to be hands, sort of crawling on the ground uh, uh, as if they're animated, ready to attack. Oh. This so, doesn't seem, uh, seems kind of evil. So everyone go ahead and uh, roll for initiative now. As these two uh, hands on either side of the, the burnt skeletal remains uh, prepare to attack. Okay, Hannah, you're up first. Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, these are, yeah, these little, these hands on the ground, they're sort of, uh, um, uh, what do they call it in Adam's family? What's that guy? You know, the crawling hand. Yeah. What do they call that guy again? I don't remember. Anyways, uh, much like that, but they're very... Uh, they, they look old and decayed. Thing, right? The thing? It's just called the thing, right? I thought that was the just hairy guy. thing, I thought. Doesn't matter. It's not Cousin It was... Oh. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just I don't thing. remember. Yeah, anyways, much like the thing, but these things seem to be a, a very old, decrepit, decaying-looking hands crawling on the floor. Um, Hannah, what do you want to do? Okay. Let's see. There's a burnt body and burnt hands are crawling towards me. That's not very kosher. I guess they're probably going to attack, right? If they're crawling towards me. I'm going to wait and see what happens. See, All right. see what they do. All right, Hannah's going to go ahead and wait. Uh, Cobble, what do you want to do? 
Is there any kind of like... I know there's the, the skeleton corpse, and uh, if we if I look at it, is it like um, recently decayed, or is it like full decayed skeleton, or how... I guess, I guess maybe I'll use my investigation this turn to like inspect what this scene is, I guess? Yeah, go more, ahead. A more ahead. detailed... Yeah, give me get, uh, make an investigation check. Alright, you rolled a 10 mm-hmm. with that. Uh, you can tell almost immediately that, uh, yeah, yeah, the remains, I mean, they're just bones. It's just bones of this okay. uh, uh, figure, humanoid figure lying on the floor. It looks like a, a it, very old. Uh, they look very old, almost covered in dust, undisturbed. Um, but, but you can tell that there are burned uh, marks. They're, they, the remains are burned, but they look very ancient. Okay, and I think that would be my turn. If I, my action was to investigate, yep, then that's it. Yeah, that would it. be your main action, yeah. Yep. That's it. Alright, the, uh, the claw-like, uh, uh, yeah, the, the crawling hands on the floor are gonna move forward and, uh, attempt to attack you. Um, this one moves forward, cobble, and, and leaps up and leaps off the ground and is gonna try and get you in a choke as it attempts to grapple you. Go ahead and make a strength check as a contest. All right, sorry about that. Uh, you guys tied, actually, both rolling a six. <laughs> uh, so, uh, it, yeah, actually, it, it, it becomes this uh, scenario where you're holding off this claw that's attempting to grab at your throat to choke you, and, and uh, you're both kind of tied up in that that action together. The second claw is going to move in towards Corden, because he's the one in front, and it's actually going to actually attempt to claw at his face. Yikes. Okay. Oh, that's going to be a critical. Uh-oh. And that's gonna that's gonna be four points of damage on the critical there, uh, Corden. As as you feel the oh, nails man. claw, these ancient old nails claw into your face. Uh, <laughs> it's Car. pretty savage, but uh, four points of damage. Four against here. All right. Uh, all right, Corden, you're up next. What do you want to do? Well, I want to get revenge on this uh, bodied hand that's attacking. No. I don't think good guys generally have disembodied hands laying around, so I want to get rid of this thing. Yeah, go ahead and uh, make an attack. Okay. That's going to hit good roll for... Oh, yeah, there it is. Uh, <laughs> you hit with your war hammer, and you smash this pesky little hand, and it crumbles to dust on the ground. Yeah. I'm not going to try and swing my shield at a, at a disembodied hand that doesn't seem like Alright, MK12, it's, it's kind of hard to get in the room. MK12 is going to sit in back and uh, just observe. It looks like you guys got it under control. Uh, it's actually kind of confused, I think, maybe, uh, uh, how to react. Uh, you know, MK12 was designed as a law enforcement uh, 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 war forged, and uh, he's not sure how to enforce disembodied hands. So, <laughs> he uh, sort of just observes for the moment. Um, uh, we're back up to the top. Cobble, uh, what do you want to do? Right. I will... I'm sorry, Hannah. Hannah's oh, yeah, up next at the yeah. top. Well, it's attacking him. I don't think I can hit the uh, the hands without, like, probably hitting him, right? Well, you can always try. Can I, like, try to grab one of the hands? Can I, like, grapple the hand? I'm holding it, yeah. I'm holding it right now. Okay, I'll see if I can, like, try and grab one of it. Okay, it's gonna be a strength check contest again. Go ahead and roll, uh, make a strength check. That's all right. You you do better than the hand does, and uh, you're actually able to to rip it off of uh, uh, Cobble's face as it tries to like claw and crawl crawl at him. And uh, you now have this sort of writhing, wriggling hand. You're just holding it. Uh, <laughs> that'll be your main action. Um, you have a bonus action. Anything else you want to do? There's no, like, fire going in here, right? It's all... No, it's just natural light from the from the midday light outside. Um, uh, shining in through the... The roof is partially collapsed, and, and, the, and the walls are partially collapsed. There's gaps in the walls. You can see outside into the, the surrounding forest. Uh, there's just natural daylight coming in. Okay. Yeah, that, that'll be... I need to figure out what to do with this hand now. But, uh, that'll be my turn. Okay, uh, that'll be it for Hannah. Cobble, what do you want to do? Uh, if Hannah is, uh, holding the hand, I'm gonna attempt to just, like, slap it out of her hand and, like, punch it a bunch of times. Okay, go ahead Fizz. and, uh, uh make, make, it, make an attack roll. Go ahead and, yeah, make your attack rolls. 
Okay, all of those attacks hit. Go ahead and roll for damage. And you slam you it go. out of Hannah's hand. The, the the hand sort of writhes and wriggles on the ground as you as you stomp on it multiple times, and uh, it just sort of uh, breaks apart, and the bones sort of dislocate, and it it, it becomes a lifeless uh, uh, bone hand now. Uh, uh, and it appears the threat in this room has been nullified. Um, as a reminder to you guys, you are in a room, it appears to be a small office uh, with the remains of a burnt corpse uh, from potentially a long time ago. Uh, on the floor um, are, yeah, there's ancient tattered scraps of parchment strewn across uh, the desk uh, of this office and on the floor. And then the burnt remains of the corpse in, in front of the fireplace. What do you guys want to do? Hmm. Um, I guess we'll just start investigating the office. There, also, uh, with this illustration, is there actually like a room, like some sort of like scribbled thing on the ground here? Is it like around the body? I'll just double down on like another investigation. Yeah, double down on investigation. Go for it. This time you're searching the entire room, not just the yeah. the, um, the, uh, the remains. Oh yeah, with that investigation, as you look around, uh, the markings on the floor, there don't seem to be any indication of of uh, some sort of arcane, I don't know, bizarre sacrifice situation or something. You know, there's no really no, mm -hmm. no sign of that. Um, but uh, uh, you do find through the scraps of paper uh, uh, one one intact that, that still is readable uh, in common. Um, let me see if I can show you guys that on roll 20. Alright, you should have a new entry in your journal, if you guys can see that, um, called Monk's Note. Let's see that, okay. Uh... Three years of death and decay and our monastery hangs on. It's bitterly ironic that we monks of Azuth sworn to protect and defend the arcane weed cannot find the cause of this magical plague. Even now I feel it taking me. My final moments on the prime material plane have arrived. However, I refuse to leave behind a wretched, hungry corpse for my brothers and sisters to dispose of. I've spent my life living the way of the four elements. It is only fitting that I leave this plane by means of my favorite element. I will embrace the flames, and they will take me far from this dark place. Hmm. So they're probably burning the body so they don't become like zombies or something. Maybe. That's hard to say what they truly mean by their their uh, just their the having embraced fire. I yeah. But the magical curse and the like kind of zombie like people walking yeah. around. Yeah. Kind of kind of similar. Yeah, they may be misguided in some way or shape or form. So maybe all of those it's kind of sounds zombie like orcs and stuff we've been attacking are maybe already dead. Well, there's, uh, there's a plague, it mentions there's a plague, some sort of plague around here, a magical plague that consumed this shrine. Or maybe they mention that, uh, or maybe the orcs were the plague, I don't know, but they felt compelled to just burn themselves before fixing the magical plague, I don't know, I'll have to look into it. Death and decay, a death plague, I don't know. Um, I guess we can go investigate the other room. If if he embraced the flames, someone cut off his hand, so that's a little different than just, you know, burning yourselves. You know what I mean? His hands have been severed, and they were reanimated. So someone mm, reanimated his hands. After he was dead, too. Yeah. No. Let's uh, investigate the other side. Man, this room seems kind of empty. Alright, as you guys make your way back to the, the entryway of this building, uh, you still have a door directly in front of you to the north to open, and a door to the east to your right uh, to open as well. Put up the main door on uh, the north here these big like maybe they're double doors okay as you guys push the heavy wooden uh, decaying doors open you enter the main area at the center of this room looks to be what once was a cook fire the remains of a community living space now sits in ruin 
rock and wood and debris cover the floor with a dining table still mostly intact. On the wall directly across from the entrance of this room are three doors evenly spaced apart. The door on the right side of the wall is blocked by several uh, rotting chairs and other pieces of lumber. So there's a cook fire here. You have three doors. One, two, and three. Uh, uh, this, this door here is blocked by furniture, it appears. The other two doors are closed. They're bar- uh, based on the furniture, I'm assuming maybe they're barricading something in here. It's blocked by furniture. But debris... Uh, I want to investigate this table. Maybe there's some clues, other clues, about what happened to this uh, monastery here. Reveal what this death and decay plague is, why there's a lot of necromantic things going on in here. Go ahead, uh, make an investigation check. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you search this dining table and, and the surrounding area and the rubble and the dirt, and, and uh, there are uh, several books and parchments, but, but none of them are legible uh, over time. It, it seems like there's really nothing of value here. Uh, as you do search the table, you begin to hear a faint scratching and tapping sound on the other side of the barricaded door, uh, almost like the, uh, which, which eventually grows into a pounding sound, and the door begins to rattle and, and shake. Hmm. That doesn't seem good. Like a zombie. Yeah, very much could be. Uh, let's. Uh, do you guys want to barricade the door real quick and just keep <laughs> keep it in there? <laughs> Whatever. Or do you want to actually? Well, the, the door that? the door is currently barricaded with old furniture. So there's already old furniture placed in front of this door here and cannot be opened by you know conventional without removing the furniture and, and the things blocking okay. it. Oh, let's. I'll open up this door then. It seems like it's stuck in there. I'll slowly, slowly open up this door and stay on the right hand side and see if I can see anything on the left. Alright, as you open this door here, the center door in the wall, uh, the door to this chamber reveals a hallway 15 feet wide and approximately 35 feet long. Along the center of the hallway are, are three statues. The first statue depicts a robed lizard folk. Uh, uh, the base of the statue reads Ikastrosk, uh, uh, Water Walker of the Glade. The second statue is in ruins. The third statue depicts a dragonborn. The base of the statue reads Krilotulish, the first flame in the night. This hallway is overgrown with giant mushrooms growing out from the eroded cracks in the stone floor. The door that sits behind the third statue at the opposite end of the hallway is blocked by a dense patch of fungus, but can be easily seen through uh, uh, in the mushroom caps. This being a temple of Azuth, or monastery of Azuth, I'm assuming based on the monk's note, do I recall the, the statue's names? Are you like a history or yeah, religion yeah, check? Yeah, do it. Uh, Cobble, you can make a history check with advantage. Because yeah. you are a, a monk of Azur. History or, relig uh, or religion? Your choice. Oh, um... Alright, you rolled a 16, yeah. So, uh, yes, the two statues that you see, um, you have heard of, actually, uh, from stories in, in your upbringing at your monastery up in Icewind Dale. These are heroes uh, who have, have performed uh, uh, good deeds in defense of the weave of magic. And, and you, you you can recall with that role vaguely like, oh, yeah, these guys are heroes. I, I, I kind of remember them. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but you can't specifically remember their connection to this monastery or or um, uh, what happened to this monastery or anything like that. Um, okay. uh, you don't remember specifically what monastery this is, but you do remember the individuals being heroic in some fashion. Uh, uh, I'm gonna now do the same thing and open this door on the left. Uh, Cause I'm not, I'm not super sure about those mushrooms. <laughs> All right. Uh, does anyone else, Gordon, uh, uh, Hannah, you guys, good? You don't. You need to do anything. I'm on one. I'm good. All right. Uh, as you open this door, this room was. It appears to be used as a sleeping quarters and remains mostly intact. A row of half a dozen beds 
covered in tattered and rotting linens uh, uh, lines the right wall. A chest sits at the foot of the last bed in, in the row. And uh, there's, there's a little bit of rubble and things like that, but, but this room seems to be in the best condition you've seen so far. I guess I'll enter this room and just investigate its contents for whatever happened here, I suppose. Alright, you do see a chest at the end of, uh, uh, of the bed, uh, on the final bed farthest from you. Uh, you can make an investigation check if you want. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I see uh, it. You, there it is. You scour this place. This is actually, you're familiar with this because, um, uh, it's actually a similar setup as, as to what you experienced at your monastery in, in, um, uh, Icewind Dale. It's all coming back now. Um, and... You don't see anything of value except for the chest at the end of the bed. Uh, you do see that it is locked. I don't have, any, I don't have a lockpick kit, but... Um, is it very firm? How old is the lock? Is it weathered and torn? Yeah, with that investigation check, you can tell that this lock is, is rusted and very worn. It looks uh, like an old lock. I'll, uh, I'll talk to Corey. He's like, Corey, can you, uh, you know, smash that lock real quick? Yeah. Suck the hammer should probably do the trick. All right, Gordon, go ahead and make an attack roll. And roll for damage. Oh yeah, that'll do it. The lock shatters under the strike of Gordon's uh, 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 war hammer. And uh, uh, as he does so, uh, the, the chest begins to rattle and the lid bursts open. A uh, uh, dismembered hand lunges and launches itself at Gordon as it attempts to claw his face. I'm uh, not these. Man, these hands. Gordon... <laughs> Uh, you are, we're going to roll for initiative. According, uh, you are what's called surprised. So you're going to be surprised this at the beginning of this round, which means you cannot take an action for the first round because you weren't expecting to be in combat. I feel like this whole monastery is filled with fucking hands. Whatever necromancer came here, <laughs> whatever wizard came here, it's, he's got a weird fetish for hands. It does seem that way. Okay, Cobble, you're up first as this cro uh, uh, crawling claw attempts to claw at Corden's face. What do you want to do? Oh, me, uh, I'm just going to slap that hand, just like I did the last one. Mm, get this thing off me. <laughs> it's like a face hugger. Yeah. Go, go ahead and roll for damage on uh, all of those, actually. Yep, there you and, go. Uh, you know, simple. This is a simple matter for you, Cobble. As the hand uh, launches towards Corden to claw's face, you're actually your monk-like reflexes. You actually catch it in midair before it even touches Corden, and you just crunch it in your fist, and it crumbles to the ground. My man. Let's see what was in the. T I'm gonna look back and check some minute, make sure there's nothing else in there. But also, who? Would, I guess maybe they locked the hand in the chest, knowing it was. A, a hand or something. Someone put it in there. I don't know. Sure. As as you look in the chest, uh, you do see uh, a pouch uh, with five gold pieces and um, a small gem. Let me tell you. Yes, there it is. And and you find uh, one citrine gem, which is a transparent, pale yellow, brownish uh, uh, gem that's been cut alongside five gold pieces as well. Alright, one you jam. Neat. And not, nothing else outside of... Uh, no, you don't really see anything else. Uh, okay, alright. Um, I guess I can go back to the main... room? And if I look at the mushrooms without, like, touching them or looking at them, is... Is the room... Are, are there any, like, spores radi radiating off of them? Or are they just kind of, like, on the ground? Are they large? Kind of, like, mushrooms are they? I guess I kind of want to investigate the mushrooms before, like, getting too close to them, maybe? Yes. Investigate them. Yeah, that, that would be a nature check for whoever wants to, to try and figure out what these mushrooms are. Alright. Uh, yeah, Kabul, you've, you've seen these before. Uh, these are actually quite common in this forested region, and uh, actually you guys have seen a couple of them just wandering around the forest before you got here, but not necessarily in this concentrated amount in this specific room. Uh, being in such a dark, protected area, um, you know, almost like a cave-like environment, these things really, really flourished. And uh, Kabul, with that role, you know that uh, setting fire to these things would create a nauseous gas that is very much poisonous. Uh, but other than that, that's really the only danger that you're aware of. 
concerning these things. Mm, definitely maybe, not maybe edible. Don't eat, maybe don't eat them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think... It doesn't look like there's any other way through this. It doesn't seem like there's any doors, and I don't want to set off noxious fumes. So I guess we can maybe... Uh, remove all these chairs and uh, prepare for the thing that's gonna hop out of the door. Maybe another hand. Um, so, just so you know, at the end of this hallway, behind a cluster of mushrooms, is another door. Oh, uh, okay, yes. okay. Sorry about that, I forgot to tell you um, that. Yeah, okay. uh, so you do. Uh, it's a little, it is a little far. Yeah, I could, yeah, I could see that far. You know, remove the mushrooms and see what. Um, yeah, just don't set them on fire. I guess. I, I kind of don't want to really touch them, just in case, knowing that they give off a, yeah. a poison if they're set on fire. Yeah, I can do it. I can like probably like hack at them, smash them with my hammer. Yeah, yeah, that makes the yeah, eye. This rides like I don't have anything to really cut them with, and I don't want to touch them with my hands. <laughs> if you guys have a sword, just I guess cut them and get them out of here, I suppose. But all right, so uh, as you guys are, are you guys going to enter the hallway then? The, yeah. Okay. Carefully get yes. through these. Very mushrooms. carefully moving through, uh, Cobble, you enter the hallway. Uh, is anyone else going with you? Yep, everyone coordinated. Yeah, right. MK12 is totally unconcerned uh, with this mushroom situation. Um, uh, uh, as you guys enter the hallway, uh, the, the rattling yeah. on, the, on the door on the right side of the main living room uh, uh, intensifies. As you guys make your way to the other end of the hallway, who's going to be uh, trying to deal with this this blockage of the mushrooms here? Yes, uh, Hannah's okay. got a scimitar, right? She can oh, just like true. she can yeah. just cut all these from the the bottom base of the mushrooms instead of smashing them. Probably a better okay. plan. Sounds like a plan. All right, well, I'll hang back here. We'll just carefully proceed through the stuff. Through. Through. I don't like that door might break down and ambush or toss to the side. Alright, Hannah, as you carefully make your way down the hallway uh, to the other end, past the statues, uh, to this uh, large cluster of mushrooms in front of this door, uh, uh, how do you want to approach getting rid of these mushrooms? Are there any holes in the walls right around here? Uh, the walls in this hallway seem to be totally intact. Uh, and they're made of stone. The doors are, are made of wood, uh, it appears. But yeah, they have, this hallway is totally intact. I guess I'll just keep cutting them and like just throwing them kind of towards the end of the hallway. All right. Uh, it, it takes you a good 10 minutes to, to cut through these things. Uh, but yeah, using your blades on, on the stalk of these mushrooms, it, it causes real, no real problems. Uh, uh, and, and the mushrooms are cut down in about 10 minutes, revealing uh, the doorway, uh, which can now be opened. Well, you guys want to go? Uh, so I'll, I'll take care of the, uh, the rattling doors. Well, yeah, I suppose if everything's cut, yeah, we can go out and uh, remove the chairs if you just want to. We know something's in there, so if we just want to handle that first, we can. <laughs> Just take yeah. off the chairs and just get ready to jump it, whatever it is. Yeah. All right. Sounds fun. Move back down this way. So we're gonna we're gonna remove the chairs <laughs> and have Corden kind of up front with the shield, ready to push something over. I don't know. Yeah. All right, everyone. Okay, everyone, get in place where you want to be. As you uh, uh, prepare to, to remove these chairs and, and see and get this door open. All right, Cobble quickly he, he removes the the old furniture and, and just as he does, the, uh, Gordon, you don't even need to open the door. The door bursts open. You find a room uh, a stocked full of zombies and skeletons, a whole bunch of undead that have been locked in this room for some reason or another, and uh, they're all uh, uh, ready to attack. Okay, so I'll have everyone roll for initiative again. Time to purge. Yeah. This is kind of a... Uh, Brad, Brad, also, remember, if, if you would have seen, like, 
undead things, you could have done, I think, what is it, the divine sense or whatever, and you'd be like, oh, there's zombies in there. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. As a paladin. Like, this is definitely... So far. <laughs> like, I wonder if he'll do, if he'll do uh, I can't remember what it's called, but... This is not behind total cover. Hmm. Yeah. Would have wow. sensed evil, or some sort of evil here. <laughs> yeah. And I can sense celestials, fiends, and un... Behind total cover, so does that mean... I mean, you would have known all total cover? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Would have okay. known that there were zombies behind this door. <laughs> I didn't know that. Just maybe thought there might. There probably we knew something was behind the door. Yeah. All right. I think that's like future in the future. Like if we're in a weird, creepy, and then we see like, oh, there's weird shrines and burned corpses and stuff. Yeah. Maybe it's a good side to. Maybe there's something evil somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. A sixth sense for you, or it should be at least. So we might want to step back like five feet so the robot can be somewhere. <laughs> you know, it's like if they're yeah. gonna be coming out this way, he's gotta be like here somewhere. He can be like five. You know, we gotta. Yeah. If I were to fall back, uh, you see several skeletons, several zombies, and uh, more of the disembodied hands, dismembered hands. So. Uh, uh, looks like this room is chock full of them, like, perhaps they were corralled in here at one point, uh, uh to, to keep them away, uh, but, but now they're free. Now they're loose, and, uh, up next are gonna be the first, the, the crawling claws. Uh, these things are fun. If I felt bad, we could probably draw them into, like, the room we're in. Mm -hmm. And actually, so uh, is. there's not much they can do, because the way is blocked, it's kind of a bottleneck here, uh, but they do move forward, getting ready to attack again. Uh, uh, this zombie here is going to strike out at you, Gordon. That's going to be eight to hit. It tries to slam you, and it just feebly sort of pushes up against your armor, doing no damage against you. Uh, uh, and unfortunately, Gordon, you're like a, a shield wall, kind of keeping these things contained right now. Uh, uh, up next is MK12. He's going to hold his action for when he can rush up and strike one with his warhammer. Gordon, uh, uh, what are you going to do? Within melee range, am I still within melee range of the guy? On the yeah, I would say that first one you can attack through the doorway. Okay, yeah, I'll go ahead and attack him. All right, go ahead. And, Just uh, like kind of like hanging out on one side here. Oh wow! All right, one of those attacks hit. Go ahead, one of those hits uh, roll for damage on one. All right, you strike the zombie square in the chest, uh, totally unfazed by your attack. Does a little damage, but uh, still uh, is preparing to move forward. Um, is that going to be the end of your turn, Corden? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's going to do it for now. All right, next, the skeletons move forward. Uh, all now the the undead sort of uh, uh, sort of clustering together, trying to get out of this doorway, uh, mindlessly charging forward to, to, to fight you. Um, Hannah, you're up next. What do you want to do? Is there a hand in the room? There is. There is yeah, a hand. Two of them. There's Here. One. And there's one, I just want to saw it up here somewhere. Oh, that's your ad, there it is. Right here. Okay, thank you. I just have, like, it's hard to see. They're yeah, pretty small. Yeah, it's hard small. to see those guys. Uh, we'll just hold an action if the, uh, if the hands get in range of, of anybody, I'll move to attack them. Alright, Hannah holds her action alongside MK12 for, for when they come out, for when they emerge from the room. Cobble, uh, what do you want to do? Okay, so I'm gonna move. This is 10 feet like this. Like over here. And then I'm gonna throw a dart at this guy here. Alright, go ahead and make an attack roll. That's gonna hit, good roll for damage. Alright, you throw a dart at the zombie, and it's largely unaffected by the attack. I mean, the dart sticks in, you do a little damage, but uh, seems relatively unfazed. And then after that, since I was 10 feet of movement, I'm just gonna go ahead and move up and kinda go back to where I was. Okay, so you run over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just throwing darts, I'm just moving around all over the yeah, place. Yeah, I'm like a monk. Alright, sounds good. Um, is that gonna be the end of your turn? Yes. Okay, again crawling claws unable to do a thing until this dang zombie moves uh this guy's gonna come out here okay we got a big cluster going on here i don't know if you guys can see that um, i see him 
Yeah. So this one here is going to is going to attack at. Uh, actually, they don't really seem to be interested in MK12. Uh, he's an inorganic machine, essentially. They they don't really have a sense for him or any interest whatsoever in him. Uh, so the the zombie's going to go ahead and, and lash out and attack at Hannah. Do I get to use my held action? That's right, you do get to use your held action. Uh, yes, so go ahead and make an attack against the zombie before it attacks you. It's now in range. Yep, both attacks hit. Go to roll for damage. Alright, you cut into the undead, and uh, it, it's looking uh, pretty hurt at this point. Uh, uh, one of the arms hanging off, sort of dangling now, useless. Uh, it's still uh, trying to attack, though. Um, uh, this one will go ahead and make an attack against you. Uh, that's going to be... 17 to hit. Does that hit? No, my AC is 17. Alright, uh, it sort of like feebly slams against you, Hannah, and uh, uh, no damage is taken. Uh, this zombie here, right behind the one that attacked Hannah, is going to uh, look at Kabul and make an attack against him. That's going to be 8 to hit. That zombie also feebly uh, uh, pushes against you, uh, unable to do anything. Um, Alright, that's going to be it for the zombies. MK12. It's going to lash out with his Warhammer. That's going to be 15 points of damage uh, against this zombie here. And it goes down uh, uh, lifeless on the ground. All right, Corbin, what do you want to do? All right. Um, well, I'm going to attack the zombie that's uh, just immediately to my left. Yep, both attacks hit. Go ahead and roll for damage. Okay. Alright, you hit him twice savagely with your Warhammer, and uh, now this zombie's looking pretty hurt uh, as you hit it in the chest and in the back uh, with a swing and then coming back with a back swing. Dang, I figured that was going to take care of it. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I think that's it. I actually kind of want to leave him standing up, so maybe come in. Alright, up next to the skeletons, they're moving forward now, getting ready. This, this sort of swarm of undead sort of clustering together at this doorway, trying desperately to get out, crawling over furniture, and, and the bones rattling, and you hear the moaning of the zombies now. Uh, uh, Hannah, you're up next. What do you want to do? I'm going to attack the guy that's right there. Alright, both attacks hit. Go ahead and roll for damage. Alright, this zombie, uh, absolutely resilient against physical attacks, uh, has one hit point left. It looks like it was going to go down, but it doesn't. It just keeps coming at you. Uh, uh, this uh, uh, undead fortitude that it has. Is that going to be the end of your turn, Hannah? Oh, that's my turn. Alright, uh, Cobble, you're up next. What do you want to do? Alrighty. Uh, I'm going to start punching the zombie that tried to punch me. This guy in front. Alright, go ahead and make an attack roll. <laughs> Alright, all three attacks hit. Go ahead and roll for damage. Is this the one that has one HP left? Yeah. Right. If I if I roll, if I roll that, uh, if he goes down in one, I can move up and hit this guy with the other two. All right. So this zombie, yeah, he stays up. Uh, actually, I've learned how to use zombies properly now in this game. Uh, something I haven't been doing with them. They have a thing called undead fortitude. If damage reaches the zomb, it reduces the zombie to zero hit points. It can make a Constitution saving throw uh, uh, with five plus the damage taken. Uh, unless the damage is radiant or from a critical hit. On a success, the zombie drops to one hit point instead. So, the damage you issued was nine on that first attack, which drops it to zero. Uh, it rolled a 17 to beat uh, nine plus five, which would be 14. It remains at one hit point because it has undead fortitude. And so these things are very hard to kill now <laughs> that I know how to use them. Uh, uh, when they make their constitution saving throws. Okay, then what about the second attack or the third attack? Yes. So now we get to move on to the second attack. Alright, the second attack, it makes a 19. Remains standing, but the third right. attack, there it is. <laughs> it goes down on your third punch. So as you can see, you can waste a lot of attacks on these things. Yes. Yeah, unless we have fire hmm. or radiant damage. Which, uh, you should just be smiting them. Smite them. <laughs> Very hard. I mean, I could, but I don't <laughs> think you know they're at the, at the moment. No, yeah, but what, yeah, yeah. Just, if you know they're at 1 yeah. HP, just smite them for, like, 1, and then it'll kill it. That's true. <laughs> that was the Cobble's turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're at the top of the round, so, uh, we'll go uh, ahead. If he, he was eliminated, so I'm gonna move back 1, so, like, this, there. 
I'll leave it back there. Okay, uh, the crawling claws, nothing they can do at this point. The zombies are clogging up the, the doorway. Uh, this zombie will move forward, though, and enter the fray. Uh, and that's the last of them. So uh, this one will go ahead and slam against Corsi. And that attack, again, is going to miss. Uh, go ahead and... It's going to be up for the zombies. MK12 will go ahead and make an attack against the, zo uh, the zombie. And MK12 uh, hits it pretty hard with its war hammer in the chest, cracking some ribs and bones, and this thing is now looking pretty hurt. All right, Corden, go ahead and uh, do what you're going to do. Okay. Um, yeah, I would like to actually knock this zombie down. I'm going directly to the left there. Yeah, it's going to be a contest first. of strength. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, and this zombie uh, does not go down. Uh, seems largely unaffected by your shield bash against it. It remains okay. All righty. Well, then I'll just go ahead and attack it twice. Both attacks hit. Go ahead and roll for damage. Okay. All right. Your first attack reduces it to one hit point. Uh, your second attack <laughs> rolls a natural one. Yeah, the second attack takes it out as it goes down. The zombie right. is done for it. Cool. Uh, yeah, this is going to keep standing in this doorway and let zombies do what zombies do and just walk through us. All right, the skeletons, however, seem a little bit smarter than the zombies. They have, uh, uh, let's see, yeah, they have short bows. These zombies are going to fire at you from the, uh, uh, from the doorway here. Uh, first one going to attack at MK12 because he's right center in the middle of that doorway. Yep, both attacks miss. MK12 with his metallic uh, 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 body and his shield has a very high AC, and, and those uh, arrows just sort of deflect off of him, uh, doing nothing. Um, Hannah, you're up next. What do you want to do? Let me cast Jatter in the box that I drew. Okay. Uh, that's going to be 13 for the skeletons. Spell save DC is 13, so I agree with yeah, the skeletons, right? So the skeletons are going to take half damage. Uh, the uh, crawling claw here uh, takes full damage. It failed, rolling a four. Uh, go ahead and roll 3d8. Uh, as you clap your hands together, a wave of, of sound uh, uh, emanates forward from you into the room. And uh, uh, see, we'll see how they do. Go ahead, uh, roll through your damage. So I do that four times? You're I just roll rolled 3D8. a 3d8. 3d8, yeah. and then that damage will apply to, to all of them. Okay. Alright, the rolling claw shatters into dust and bone, uh, disintegrated into almost nothing. Uh, the skeletons, however, uh, uh, manage to uh, remain standing. Yeah, they, they, they take 12. <laughs> the skeletons are rattled, but uh, they are, are all standing. Alright, that's my turn. That's a good turn. All right, let's no, just. No, I'm uh, a single spell last time. Cobble, uh, you're up next. What do you want to do? After after that, uh, you know, a flashbang of uh, lightning damage. I'm just gonna. I'm feeling pretty confident. I'm just going, going here. <laughs> flashbang, breach. Nice. It's a tactical maneuver. You guys are like a fire skeletons. team. You guys are like <laughs> a fire team moving in. Hannah peeks her head around the corner. Boom. Flash and shatter. Cobble comes running in instantly after, like a like a SEAL Team Six, and he's gonna go punch some skeletons. All three. Uh, let's see. Actually, two of your attacks hit. And which skeleton right. are you attacking? The first one I'm gonna hit, and this is bludgeoning damage because it's that's right. Yeah. Strikes, so that's so. it's gonna be double damage. All right. Well, so this ten and a six. Yeah. Or, the I skeleton guess. goes down. It just clatters into a pile of bones as you strike it in the face. Second one will be on this guy. Okay. Here. Go ahead and roll for damage. It's a, it's a six. Oh, that's a six. So okay. And this one goes down as well, clattering into a pile of bones. Uh, one skeleton remains, and one crawling, crawling claw remains. Yeah. Um. Let's see. If I was, that's uh, like ten feet of move. I'll move way over here so we'll have to like either chase, you know. Alright, the crawling claw moves in towards Kabul, uh, going to clod his face with its ancient, uh, decrepit nails. And it's gonna miss. Uh, it sort of just, uh, 
brushes against your cheek gently as you as you uh, uh, dodge out of the way. Uh, MK12 uh, will now move in. The doorway now open to try and finish off this last skeleton. He smashes it with its war with his war hammer, and it, it falls to a pile of bones now skittering across the floor. Uh, let's see, Corden, you're up next. What do you want to do? Okay. Well, I'm still claw. mad that that one that one claw. Uh, you know, managed to get a critical on me, so I'm gonna go try and smash this little cousin over here. I'm just gonna do the usual. Yep, those attacks will hit. Go and roll for damage. Okay, I think that's probably gonna uh, do that'll, it. That'll do it. It's overkill, Corey. <laughs> right. uh, that critical the, the other one got against you, uh, uh, you, you smash this one uh, into absolute dust, and uh, uh, all that remains uh, are just piles of bones and dust in this room. Uh, with the zombie corpses out in the other room. Thanks for listening to Sixes Out Entertainment's Descent into Avernus. Be sure to click like and subscribe, and check back every Sunday for more episodes where our heroes grow ever closer to crossing into the Nine Hells. If you wish to see more content like this, show your support and join the Sixes Out community on Patreon. Link in the description. There, you'll gain access to dungeon delving and dragon slaying pre-generated characters, subclass variants, the Sixes Out Discord server, and the first chapter of the High Moon Wanderers, an adventure module designed for a group of rangers and druids, and much, much more to come. Be sure to follow Sixes Out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for updates on future content at Sixes Out Crits. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. We'll see you next Sunday.